Hello, this is David Abrams, and welcome to the Palms West Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Wellington, Florida. In this episode, we discuss the Shining Horse Farm and Sanctuary. The sanctuary was created in 2005 by Leanne Witt. What started as a small rehabilitation journey for a couple of foals blossomed into the rescue and rehabilitation sanctuary it is today. We also hear from Leanne Witt herself as she tells Mia her amazing story of making Shining Horse Farm and Sanctuary a reality. Thank you for joining us on Palms West Podcast. We are back again with the one, the only, <laughs> Mia Petroselli. <laughs> Thanks for the intro. <laughs> this episode, we're talking about Shining Horse Farm and Sanctuary. And this is a, uh, a great story that, that you did, Mia, that <clears throat> it's... Um, you know, this is this is such a Palms West type story where we're talking about horses and farms and animal sanctuaries. And so um, I'm real interested to hear uh, to hear their story. And so let's 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 uh, let's start with um, what Shining Horse Farm and Sanctuary does. What what is what is a, a sanctuary? So the Shining Horse Farms and Sanctuary has offered refuge, which goes along with the name of sanctuary, you know, like a place of refuge and safety. Um, They've just offered that safety and that sense of home to animals that have been abandoned or are um, injured or they were just kind of neglected. Um, It all started as... um, Leanne Witt, who is the founder of Shining Horse Farm and Sanctuary. She grew up around horses and um, was able to work alongside horses in Texas. And um, she just kind of allowed her love for animals to take her into this opportunity. And um, shortly after moving to South Florida a few years ago, animals kind of just showed up at her door and she helped to facilitate their rehabilitation and just give them the life that they weren't given before. So she was, she worked with horses in Texas. Is that what you said? Yes. And then she moved here to Florida and they started this sanctuary and they, they just started getting animals to that, that, that showed up or animals they found that needed help. What, what kind of, What kind of animals did they see? Um, Kind of everything. I mean, so when she was in Texas, it was just horses. And um, that's kind of what she specialized in. And she worked alongside veterinarians and um, different organizations that helped her develop the skills to work with uh, large animals. And And moving to South Florida, a couple of foals came to her and... Some people asked if they could help, if she could help rehabilitate them. And um, she did successfully. And 
after that kind of word of mouth just brought them all kinds of animals like they have pigs rabbits guinea pigs horses goats tortoises dogs cats everything the the list is kind of expanding still and so when they get the animals what 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 happens then is it do they do some of the animals stay there are they able to find them more permanent homes it it depends um some animals they kind of assess where they're at health wise and um because a lot of these animals it's not really what their previous owner was doing wrong but kind of they weren't able to to provide them either financially or to their knowledge the right care to take care of these animals so um like they had a, a pony come to them and it just has so many different health issues and um they finally were able to get it back to good health but it needs medication daily and and a bunch of different care constantly so that is the type of animal that they would have live at the farm forever but there are animals that have a quick rehabilitation and are in a good place to be able to go to another a forever home um so those animals can go t- for adoption, but it, it all depends on the animal and the situation. Okay. And, and this is a fairly new organization, correct? Yes. They just were established as a nonprofit organization last year. Okay. They've and, been providing care services for several years. And, and since they're so new, uh, what are their, what are their plans for, getting out into the community for letting people know that they're here? Yeah. um, Right now they're kind of in the baby stages as she likes to call it. They're kind of um, just starting to create that foundation um, with the donations that they're getting since they're now just a nonprofit. They've been able to kind of build off of the, 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 oh my gosh, like the corrals that they have right now for the animals. They've been able to make those more sturdy, um, give the animals more space, kind of build off of the property that they already have. And with that, they've been able to um, bring in people in the community. They just opened to the community early this April, and um, they plan to have a bunch of different educational programs that I can get into. So this April, so, so, so this month? Yes, they just opened oh, wow. to the public. Yeah, tell, so tell, me, tell me about those programs. Yeah. Um, well, with the, them allowing the public to come into their facilities, they kind of wanted to serve as a way to understand what these animals need. So, for example, they have a lot of ducks and ducklings and a lot of families, you know, love to, or chickens, love to have their own chickens, especially if you have property. But if you have dogs and you want a chicken, there can be some sort of, you know, scenario that can happen. So, like, like the dog gets hungry? Yeah. <laughs> so, they, so they allow, if, if she's asked, like, oh, I'm worried that my dog will eat the chicken, she says, you know, it probably will. So what well, one thing you can do is bring your dog onto the farm and kind of see how they interact and... You know, or like if you want to 
have um if you want to adopt a dog from them a dog that's been surrendered and you already have chickens like they have the ability to test that dog around livestock or around those chickens so if you have a farm back home and you want to um, adopt the dog that they have they're able to tell you like this dog is okay around chickens around goats you know so it's kind of a unique situation for people that have a lot of property in, in Wellington or you know, so many people are kind of in that scenario, but they don't have the ability to test their animals in right. their lifestyle. Yeah, because so, there's there's so many farms out here. Yeah, exactly. So then that that's one plus to why they opened up um, their facility to the public. But they additionally want to provide education to the community on all the different types of species that are common down here, all the different types of animals. So um, they plan to host different programs throughout the summer, about two hours for each program on every different animal and even um, landscaping. So they're going to have educational programs on feeding your, feeding your large animals, um, caring for the coat of your horses, cleaning stalls, um, selecting the right diet for your dogs and cats, enrichment rituals for your dogs and cats, like how to how to give your animal the best life possible, and also how to take care of your pasture if you have animals that graze. It's, it's kind of just hitting all the subjects that really need to be talked about here because um, she has noticed that a lot of animals that have come into their farm are neglected. And she doesn't want to blame the owner, but she definitely sees that there's a lack of knowledge in caring for these creatures that aren't really common. You know, not everyone has a cow. Right. <laughs> so not everyone knows how to take care of them properly. And she really wants to create a safe space for everyone to come in and, and learn more and not be judged. Well, it's great that she does that. And I really... Um enjoyed your interview with her. I know that they're going to have more and more events coming up, so we'll keep an eye on it and uh, maybe we can uh, revisit some of those events and talk about them further. But um, you did have that, that great interview with her. So um, I do want to play a little bit of that. So I hope y'all will stick with me um, and we'll, uh, we'll play a little bit of Mia's interview with Leanne. Leanne. But um, Mia, I appreciate you coming back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We, we have a vast background of being able to handle, you know, working with livestock and different things. So we were able to say yes to a lot of things that most people would kind of shy away from. So we expanded from everything from horses to goats to we've got pigs, we've got tortoises, we've got rabbits and guinea pigs. We even have an axolotl right now. Oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so, a little bit of everything. What, what is your background um, in terms of caring for animals and, and stuff like that? Um, I grew up in Texas around horses. And then I, as a profession, I started working with Olympic level horses, working as a showgroom, and then, you know, started working for a different vets with their personal horses and stuff and getting firsthand, you know, being able to work with a lot of different things and just kept traveling around everywhere doing things and just 
all I can say is you grow up around country, you kind of learn a little bit of everything. Yeah, of course. And Wellington is kind of the perfect place for you. I mean, so many people come into these areas and say, oh, I have all this land. I'm just going to get a horse. But they don't know how to properly care for it. Like like you, you would know how to. And, you know, that kind of can turn into something bad of the animal not getting the proper care that it needs and and stuff like that so definitely necessary in uh, this area but um how would you say uh the organization has evolved since its opening um i would say since the beginning you know we were more of let's help this animal it was more a personal level and what we want to really be clear about is we want to be able to be transparent because we've met a lot of other rescues who have some, I guess you could say, questionable practices. And we want to be very clear. We want to be very transparent with both the community and you know our donors and the animals too as far as what's happening, what goes on, what do we do. Um, we also feel that out of a lot of the animals that we've met kind of in our trial run phase is what we call it, that the community, a lot of the community lacks the proper education and knowledge in the care aspects. Mm-hmm. Like we have one mare that came to us. Um, the owners were feeding her cupcakes and bread. Oh my gosh. And, you know, we, we ultimately lost that mare. We weren't able to save her because, you know, her system was shutting down. But it, it's important, you know, in some cases to be able to educate people, both adult and child, into the proper care. And if they are in a situation, how can we help them? To facilitate, you know, both educating the owner and helping the animal, and possibly not letting that animal lose its home. Mm-hmm. So, we we've learned that by offering more help and assistance directly, instead of saying, "Oh my God, what did you do?" It gets us a lot farther. Animals get to stay in homes. They end up thriving better, you know, just with the most minimal assistance. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of you know being there for just about anything that needs to be. Like we have stray dogs that are brought here all the time and it's a matter of educating the owner when the owner comes back it's like okay how did they get out okay well have you tried this and they're like no and then you don't see the animal get out again you know we reach out and follow up they're like yeah it worked I'm like awesome great so yeah. you know we, we try to i guess you could say teach people better habits of things that way we have less showing up here at the farm that are in desperate need of you know medical attention and so forth yeah of course but i'm sure in serious situations where there's obvious neglect you know sometimes uh, the education aspect of it isn't really worth it you know because some individuals aren't even trying really but that's really yeah actually I saw on your Facebook that you had um a dog surrendered to you guys yes a couple of days ago and yeah it's, it's really cool I mean stray dogs in um in South Florida are, are really terrible right now and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's really cool that you guys kind of take in whatever is thrown at you, but um. well, we've we've kind of had to learn to go with the role of things. Like to be able to take in dogs and cats, there's a whole another level mm-hmm. that you have to have standards up to. So, I think it was two days ago. Now we had our official inspection through Animal Care and Control, so we can try to be a placement partner with them. That way, we can take in dogs and help with that too. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we built a whole room area for them and set all that up. I mean, but at the same time, as much as we want to do good, we want to do it the right way. Yeah. That way, you know, we can stay established. We also make it very clear we're very limited in how many animals we can help here. 
because we are a small facility. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, we've kind of had to learn how to tweak things and, okay, how do we change this animal's habitat to give them the best life? But at the same time, you know, we only have so much room. What can we do? What can we evolve? So I always laugh. I say we're kind of ever-changing. We're like the jar of Play-Doh. How do we <laughs> rearrange it around <laughs> to make everything work and keep grass growing for the horses and everything else? Mm, that's awesome. So then some people can come in and um, possibly adopt some of the animals that were surrendered. and But then some yes. of the animals that you have, you're, you just have them temporarily to until they're completely rehabilitated? Yeah, we do have some that have to stay here for life. So, like, we have a miniature pony here that has a 1,001 issues is what we say. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's here for life because I would never want to put that on, you know, a new family wanting a cute pony. And then the next month she could cost them a fortune. And she's one of those horses that when summer rolls around, you have to be out there about four times a day ready to hose her down because she doesn't sweat. Mm-hmm. So she could easily have a heat stroke and stuff like that. So she has to be constantly monitored. So each animal... We kind of assess them and see where they are and go from there. And then we constantly reassess them to see if, you know, has their temperament changed and things like that mm-hmm. and decide, is this an animal that can go on to have a better life in the next chapter or is it one that really has to have us constantly? So she's one of them. We have a rabbit here right now that, you know, was found in the wild and brought in. It was definitely a domestic pet that was dropped off, but, you know, his habits are now set mm-hmm. and it would never really make a pet for someone. Um Sometimes we get people that come along that's like, hey, I don't care about that. That's fine by me. You know, we have this set up and this is all we want to do is watch them be happy. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of animals that are classified as sanctuary animals, they stay that way unless the right person comes along for them. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of how it goes. And we have some that are going to be here for a day. And then we've got some that can almost immediately go up for adoption. Yeah. Like the dog that just came through. He's just got to get vetted and you know, neutered, and then he can be up for adoption soon. So everybody has their own little timelines based on how their temperament is and different things like that. And don't forget to check out our website, palmswestjournal.com, to get our latest stories. And while you're there, you can also sign up to have our newsletter delivered right to your inbox. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast today and join us as we share our stories in this Palms West community.